just a reminder, here at That's So Chronic, we are dedicated to sharing personal stories. We are not advocating any type of treatment, therapy, procedure or intervention. Everyone is unique, so please seek professional medical advice before making any decisions for yourself or for others. Welcome to That's So Chronic, the podcast where I, Jess Bryan, interview some incredible people from around the world that are thriving and sometimes only just surviving with chronic illnesses, life-changing injuries and potentially disastrous diagnoses. Today I am joined by the absolute powerhouse that is Anna Reeve. When Anna was seven, she was diagnosed with alopecia universalis, an autoimmune condition where the immune system mistakenly attacks the hair follicles, resulting in complete body hair loss. In this episode, Anna discusses when she began losing her hair, the journey to acceptance, how a very successful modelling career shaped her life, and the latest wig technology. She then ends with an inspiring message for anyone with alopecia, and some advice for those who don't have hair loss. You might recognize Anna from her Instagram, at Anna Reeve underscore, where she shares her life to nearly 35,000 followers. She is a busy woman, so I am very excited that she could share her story with That So Chronic today. I think you're going to love this episode. Let me know what you think. Welcome to That So Chronic. If only the listeners knew how much of a miracle it is that we are literally in the same place at the same time right now. Oh, it's been so bad. I feel so guilty. It's been a series of unfortunate events, Mm. I think, for both of us. So I think it's mostly me. (laughs) You turned up at my house and I sent you away because I forgot my children were sick in the car. I was like, oh God. And you you cancelled with plenty of notice, so it's my fault. Apologies. But you are a busy woman. You are a model. God, ex-model. I've modelled in very many years, but thank you because most people usually lead with X models, so thanks for taking the X out I think name. you're still a model <laughs> and an Instagrammer, writer, yeah. blogger. You're an amazing mum to mm. your twin boys, yeah. the Reeve Nuggets. Yes, six-year-old. Well, they're seven in March. So oh, exciting. I know, they're getting big. And you are also the co-founder yeah. of Pals, mm-hmm. a drinks company that everybody in New Zealand is drinking at the moment. So that's congratulations. What, thank you. That's what we like to hear. Yeah. It's definitely my claim to fame at the moment as well. <laughs> like wherever I am and someone's drinking a Pals, I'm like, I know Anna, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And you've just launched it in Australia. Yeah, I know. We've just gone to Australia. So we're in all um, BWS and Dan Murphy's. It's just really exciting. That just is... starting with the pink flavor. We've got purple on the water on the way over there. Oh, exciting. We haven't announced that, but I figured, what, when is this coming out? <laughs> <laughs> in a couple of weeks. Okay, it should be good. <laughs> and what we're talking about today, you have alopecia universalist. Yes, I do. Shall we start with your definition? Of yeah. Well, my diff- my version of it is I have full body hair loss. So mm-hmm. I guess it's alopecia areata is patches, alopecia totalis is just lose all the hip, hair, hair, ugh, can't talk, hair on your head. Okay. And alopecia universalis is full body hair loss. So right. like I don't grow like leg hair, arm hair, I don't have to wax or yeah. shave. Yeah. No eyebrows, no eyebrows, nothing. Yeah. Nada. And smooth all and this over. all happened when you were a child yeah so let's jump all the way back mm-hmm. what were you like as a kid before this happened I don't really I mean I don't really remember I think I lost it was like six or seven I forget now so it's like I remember having my hair 
but I don't remember a lot of stuff before then. Like, yeah. I don't know. Like, I, it's hard. I don't remember lots when I was really little, little. Yeah. Well, there's bits and bobs, but I don't know. Maybe it's childhood trauma and then you find it hard to remember. <laughs> but I think I was just a pretty normal kid. My mum said that my hair never grew past my shoulders, oh. bizarrely. Okay. I had really fine hair, but she's got really fine hair too and it's mm-hmm. never really grown long either. Um, just a normal kid, had a younger brother. Um, and then one day my mum noticed my hair kind of looked choppy almost, like oh. I'd been cutting it. Yeah. And she said, have you cut your hair like you cut your Barbie dolls? And I was like, no, <laughs> I haven't. And it just kept coming out. And I'd wake up every day and there'd be more hair gone and I pretty much lost. And then it was like an eyebrow and then it was one set of eyelashes and it was the other set of eyelashes. And I think it was pretty much all gone in like two weeks. Wow. And this is all when you're six, seven so, years yeah. old. That must have been quite a shock for your parents. Yeah. My dad's a pilot so um, and he's a long haul pilot. So he went to uh, England and which is kind of just almost a two week trip turnaround yeah. by yeah. the time they fly or maybe it's a week. I'm not sure. Whatever. Anyway, by the time he uh, he left and I had hair and he came back and I answered the door and I had no hair. And wow. he kind of burst into tears. <gasps> yeah. So it'd be pr- I think it was like... Obviously, it was traumatizing for me. I, I find, as I said, I find it really hard to remember. I remember being really upset. I remember the only thing I found slightly exciting when my hair was falling out. Mum was like, "Let's go get it cut into a shorter haircut, like a boy's haircut," and I did that. And then I remember it like all being gone after the boy's haircut oh, in two wow. days' time. Like it went so yeah. fast. So I think it's probably more, uh, more traumatizing for my parents that I because I can I can't really remember yeah. it. But it must. I feel like it must have been so traumatizing because I don't remember heaps. I do remember. Um, my mum was working and she had to go overseas for her job and my hair had just fallen out and we had a new au pair yeah. um, who'd be looking after us. I remember I hadn't really met her and I remember crying on the couch. My mum had to go to work. <laughs> I'm still like, you bitch, I can't believe you left yeah. me. <laughs> but yeah, because my dad was away flying yeah. um, and being left and I remember that being like really shitty. But yeah, it, Have, and kids at school and all that. Yeah, I feel like I kind of brush over it now because it's so long, like I'm 34, so yeah. it's so long ago. It's hard to remember. But yeah, traumatizing my parents, definitely traumatizing for me, and especially I guess with like my life after that. Yeah. Have you talked to your parents about all of this since, as an adult? <sighs> yeah. Oh God, I couldn't remember the last time we yeah. properly talked about that. Yeah. I think because it's just always been part of my life. Like I haven't really mm-hmm. been like, so tell me about that yeah, time that it, all my hair fell out. How was that for you? <laughs> yeah, I think we've talked about it at, when there's been like um, conferences and stuff we've been to or we've been interviewed, but not like I couldn't sit, I couldn't remember yeah. the last time we sat down and have a big delve into it. And I mean, growing up and being at school is mm. horrible at the best of times. Children are shit. <laughs> yeah. How was? Sorry, I swear a lot. No, it's fine. <laughs> How was that like for you? Yeah, well, that was most, and I guess that's that's what I re, that's what stands out in, to me as being traumatizing, and I guess that yeah. comes from being the hair loss. Is kids are horrific. Yeah, were you bullied? Yeah. because of it. Yeah, pretty much up until like I'm old. See, I say form two, or form three, form four, yeah, which is years year now. Like, yeah, eight and nine. Yeah, gosh, show my age. Um, yeah, so I. I and the girls who bullied me were were my friends at oh. school. It's one of those you know like friend of me. Yeah. So they would be my friend and then just completely stop talking to you one day and then dissociate and be horrible and then lure me back in but in a oh. really mean way. Oh yeah. my god, kids. I know they're real little bitches. And girls are different. Like boys I feel like yeah. They're bullying sort of different. girls it's like psychological warfare. Yeah. Um and then they followed me through to high school. So that was oh. fun. Um <laughs> We all grow up and it's all fine in the end, but it's kind of those things you just like, I don't, I'm not like great friends with the people anymore, but I still know them, but it's like, hasn't been talked about. Yeah. 
Maybe they'll listen to that. Yeah, so I know, <laughs> and they're really sweet now, and I've seen it. I'm just like, oh. but still, people need to know. Like that yeah. wasn't okay. I just and I'm like, do they remember? Like, is it like selective memory? Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, so they were really awful, and it wasn't until high school where um, with my best friends now, kind of were like, these girls are really awful too. Like, come yeah. and sit with us. And this sounds so jazzy, but like they were, you know, a popular group at school. Yeah, and the girl was pretty irate. She was sort of grumpy that I made new friends oh, <laughs> interesting. anyway and then I have a fabulous group of friendships um now and they're all amazing yeah. and completely accepting but yeah it was really hard there were lots of little moments I don't know do you want to hear horror stories yeah <laughs> sure okay. so um I so when my hair fell out I was at one um primary school and then we moved 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 so mm-hmm. I had to move to a new school like a year later and I went to that school and I didn't want anyone to know that I had no hair okay so I made mum like do the whole high thing I was like no you can't tell them I wish my mum should have I mean hindsight this yeah. is the advice I always give I might be open and honest because yeah. kids are, I think kids are scared about things that they don't understand yeah um so they obviously and the wigs were not like what they look like now no. they were very fishy they did not look like enough <laughs> like a set eight-year-old girl's hair <laughs> Um, so they were like, something is up with this girl. What is that on her head? So when I went to the new school, they kind of would try and like pull my hair or do all these bits and bobs. And then oh. I think everyone kind of had an idea. And then I went to camp yeah. and went down a water slide. Oh, no. And the wigs are amazing. They don't come up. Like I can pull them and do all that. But as you're growing, because they're made of a 3D scan of your head, and that's how it creates a vacuum. Right. As you get bigger, your head gets bigger, so it lets air bubbles in, so it stops the vacuum. So okay. I, I was like at the end of my wig, I was growing out of it. And it, I went down the water side once, and it was fine. Then I went down the second time, and the water like got up the back, which is where you let the air in. Yeah. And it like flew off. Oh, shit. It's literally like it's, like, it's a movie. <laughs> it's like on a water mudslide, and my wig flies off at the end. And oh, I'm, no. I know. <laughs> and you're like, I just want to be normal. I, yeah. And then I like, I held my breath on the water for so long. I was like, I don't want to come up. I don't want to come up. Mm-hmm. Came up. Some teacher grabbed my wig, oh. put a hand on my head, and I ra- like ran up to my room. Um, so that was the big reveal. Yeah. In a really dramatic way. It actually is like a high school movie. It legitimately <laughs> is. And then yeah, my mum came up to camp, and I always say, "I'm like, it was great, but meanie, she wouldn't let me come home." Oh, so like, okay, no, yeah. now we're gonna face it, go out there and tell everyone, which was the best thing. Yeah, and and I'm glad she did because it taught me a bit of resilience. But it was horrifying. Yeah, <laughs> I probably was. I, I don't know, maybe I was like ten. Yeah, eleven. Did you know anyone with alopecia no. before? No, I think the first there's um this older woman. Why am I blanking? I want to say her name is Deb, um, but she through the people who make my wig freedom wigs and um, which is an amazing company by the way i'm giving them a shout out they're based in new zealand okay, um, they're cool. a new zealand company in dunedin sorry that's my phone <laughs> um and they're the only company in the world that makes my type of wig oh amazing let's get on to the zealand wigs later. later yeah we will but perfect there we go um but they connected me with this lady in auckland who had alopecia but she was oh, look i'm sure at the time she was probably like 50 but in my head she was so Ancient, old yeah, yeah. <laughs> And so that was the first person I sort of met, which you didn't connect to at all. Yeah. And this is, you know, this is pre-internet. Yeah. Forums. You can't just da- jump on no. Instagram. Yeah. Or, you know, there's alopecia forums now and all sorts yeah. of things. Um, there was nothing like that. Mm-hmm. So I remember because dad was a pilot, we kind of flew around the world doing all sorts of treatments and whatnot. And we met a boy in America. I can't even remember his name. I met him once and he had it. And that was right. the first kid I met. And then it wasn't until, gosh, I was like 
18, 19, I went to Australia with a charity that I met a whole bunch more people with oh, alopecia. Wow. Was an alopecia charity. Yeah, like I met, I met a couple, well, I met an, on mass. I definitely met some people in New Zealand, this girl Libby, who works for Freedom Weeks, her parents own it now. Oh, yeah. um, she had it and I met her when I was maybe like 16. So there was yeah. a few sort of people and I did a photo shoot with them. So I met some old woman and I met this really little cute little young girl. But yeah, when I was sort of 18, 19 at this charity event in Australia is when I met like en masse a lot of people. Yeah, wow. And people my own age, like yeah. exactly my Which age. Which is so important. Yeah. Yeah, so I kind of grew up without any anyone or anyone to relate to or, yeah. And then if my researching is mm-hmm. correct, you were shoulder tapped when you were at a birthday party when you were a teenager yeah. by a modelling agency. Yeah, Um. I'm drinking my tea, sorry, it's terrible podcast etiquette. <laughs> um, yeah, so I was 14 and I was at a friend's birthday dinner at Mink Cafe or Restaurant in Parnell. Excellent. And um, yeah, she shot at me, gave me a card, but I was wearing my wig, so I was like, oh no, they you know, uh, think yeah. I have hair. Yep. They're going to be horrified, they're not going to want me. Um, and then, because it's one of those things, like I was really tall, I stopped growing when I was like 14, I should have been way taller, so I was already like five, eight and a half, like yep. at 13, 14, and naturally really slim, so I, I often kind of got told like, you should model, and I just yeah. never really sort of took it seriously. Um, so mum made the appointment, it was 62 models um, in talent, which is still around now, and when I met them and told them I had no hair, thinking they'd be like, yeah, nah, thanks, thanks coming in, bye-bye, yeah. and they were really stoked, they were like, yeah. they were like, that's amazing, that's A point great. of difference, I guess. Yeah, totally, and I think in New Zealand's fashion industry at the time, like, you know, we've always been a bit edgier and mm-hmm. pushing the boundaries, and it, I think it really spoke to the type of of style that was around at the time and yeah. the type of publications like we had pavement magazine you had pulp these really like slight you know edgier magazines yeah. not really mainstream commercial so um my look spoke well to them like some of the photo shoots i've done a while <laughs> like yeah. really something you'd never really seen in magazines now so i think yeah. i just came along at the perfect time really. yeah and no looking back, you had such a successful modelling career yeah. after that. Yeah, I did. I did. I sort of haven't really properly modelled since I was maybe like mid-20s. Mm-hmm. Children and all those yep. sort of things. Um, but yeah, it was it was really good. I did lots of, um, a lot of print work, lots of catwalk um, and did a little bit overseas. But yeah, it was never, never something I wanted to be like. It's going to be my main job. Yeah. I also didn't quite have the height to do any further. And, <laughs> and with like, without my wig, I've got a really unique look. But with my wig on, it's funny because then I can be so, I'm so commercial. Yeah. With, rather than high fashion with my wig on. I can mm-hmm. just sort of classically pretty yep. kind of thing. So I did like heaps of farmers. I yeah. was like the team face <laughs> for farmers for like five years. But then with my wig off, I was yep. so, like, yeah, the opposite. So it was really bizarre. Did you prefer modeling with your wig or without your wig? I don't mind. Didn't yeah. mind at all. I prefer catwalk out of everything. I love okay. catwalk. If that's, if someone, anyone listening out there wants to book me for a show, I'd love to walk again. Yeah, book It was Anna. my favorite thing. Um, yeah, I love catwalk. Were there any other models with alopecia? Or were you kind of like paving this way? In New Zealand, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I don't think there's been any other models in New Zealand with alopecia that sort of done did what I did here. But they're definitely overseas. Yeah, there's heaps now. From the outside looking in, because I am definitely yeah. not a model, looking in, there is the stereotype that it can be quite cutthroat of an industry. Yeah. Did you ever experience... Like, were you ever uncomfortable or did you ever have negativity because of alopecia? Um, not in New Zealand, not because of alopecia. Like, there's cutthroat in the sense that, like, mm, your look's not right, you're not right for the yeah, show, you're not that's booked. Like but that's like well. nothing. Yeah, but it's nothing like, 
Oh, we're not booking because no hair. But when I went overseas to England, yeah, it was oh. re- like they found it really hard to get their hair out. Oh, yeah, interesting. Yeah, so I only spent a year there, but yeah, they found it harder to get their head around but then now like there's a cut there's this one girl in england i see and she's doing heaps of work I just okay yeah kind of got it they just um, weren't ready <laughs> yeah there's and, and i think as well like when you know now we're about like embracing all type of bodies and all types of looks and things so i think yeah. being you know hairless is one of those for women as well so um there's a lot more of it now but yeah in new zealand i didn't i had a really re- i know it sounds like it's crazy in the studio to grow up in and because i was young i was 14 yeah. when i started modeling with modeling which yeah. is a baby like now you're not meant to do fashion week till you're 16 so i was doing it forever and i had a really nurturing amazing time sorry if you can hear my fridge that's wow. all right <laughs> um yeah i had a really great time i had no bad experiences i had really amazing photographers always yeah. felt really safe or yeah, I'd never had anything bad. So I'm really lucky because I know it's not always like that. Yeah. I didn't have any like pressure to lose weight or mm-hmm. I mean I was naturally very slim anyway. So yeah. but I yeah, I I didn't have anything bad. Which I'm which I'm good because fuck there was enough going on in my life to Yeah. Do you <laughs> think something else. and it gave me another outlet. Like I my life when I wasn't modelling, like I didn't show my head my bald head to my oh, friends. Like okay. I kept yeah, I was really private with it. I mean, like they knew, but I just wouldn't show them. I was still so shy about that. But when I had, when I was modeling, it was like a release. Like I yeah. would be the real Anna, and I was really confident, and I could, could feel sexy and beautiful without it. Whereas yeah. in like my normal day to day life, I didn't feel like that. I was going to say, do you think modeling really helped yeah. you feel more confident with not having hair? Yeah, hundred percent. So it, it only only later in life did I ever feel like that, and especially around like boyfriends and showing them. And yeah, I remember I was probably only like. God, maybe I was like 15, 16 by the time I was like having girlfriends to sleep over and I'd finally take my wig off. Like oh, wow. I was yeah, yeah. so reserved. But then the op- it was funny because in the opposite side, it's like it was like releasing a layer of who I was. And when I was modeling, you know, I'm running around bald and there's, you know, girls and guys and God, half the time you're changing next backstage yeah. and you get nude as if you have to be complete inhibition, you know, like have yeah. no inhibitions. So it was like being a whole different person. So maybe that's why it felt so thrilling. I don't know. But um, yeah, I was completely different girl after I came out of that industry and with my confidence and then as I got older and I really embraced it and realized that yeah, you didn't need hair to and to fit into a cookie cutter sort of standard beauty model yeah, to be beautiful exactly mm. and so during this time you're growing up and you are navigating life I guess now as as an adult mm-hmm. did alopecia ever affect your personal life friendships relationships that sort of thing um not friendships after the yeah. <laughs> after the problems of those girls, um, no, I had really amazing friends. It never was a problem at all. I can definitely like I always look back on it, and it's interesting. Like I can definitely draw a line in the sand when like boys suddenly paid me attention. Oh, okay. And it's really it is really petty and it's gross. But teenage boys and they're not quite you know there yet. But literally the moment that I was suddenly like, oh Anna the ball girl Anna with alopecia to like oh Anna and Anna's a model and uh, putting the name yeah. model in front of yeah. my name like the suddenly to get attention or people yeah. be interested in me which is gross and sad but you know these are young very young men who are talking about I can I can I can I I can definitively remember when suddenly suddenly paid me interest would like want to date me or like kiss me or whatever were you ever nervous going on dates with people um I think because I mean, Auckland is a small town and I was modelling. Yeah. There was no one that I met that didn't know that I had. Yeah, you never had al- to do like a big no, reveal. No, I think a lot of people with alopecia 
got in their life have to do the reveal like they have to tell yeah. people especially with like the wigs now they look so real yeah. I never had to do that okay so people kind of knew what they were getting yeah but it definitely affected relationships later like I had boyfriends who suddenly um stopped sleeping with me unless I was wearing my wig when they knew in the first place oh. yeah or just started getting funny about things that came later or they were like oh I don't like it like I don't like you calling it a wig like call it like what I will call it a hairpiece. I'm like, it's a fucking wig. It's not a hairpiece. It's not like, what do you mean a hairpiece? <laughs> like, it's a wig. What's wrong with saying wig? Like, yeah. <laughs> and that was like, you know, Jay was the first person who, like, because I would take so, I, so even though, even though I was older and confident again, it's yeah. like an ever evolving journey with you. I thought I was so confident. And then like two years ago, I've gone to a next level. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. So Jay, I never slept. Never took off my wig until they kind of like asked a lot or like it had been a long time. Yeah. And Jay was the first person from very early on. I was like, just take your wig off. Take your wig off. Yeah. Like, and making me feel confident. And he is the kind of guy that I'd walk in the room with my wig on and walk, go out and then come back and wear my wig off. And he wouldn't like look twice and sort of even yeah. register it. Like yeah. to me, Anna is Anna with hero. To, sorry, to him, Anna is Anna with hero, Anna without it. Like yeah, he doesn't, doesn't sort of realise. He was the first person. And he, to be honest, Jay prefers me bald. Like that's yeah. his favourite. So, yeah. which is, I'm, you know, lovely. Every, every, everyone deserves for their husband to love them or their partner to love them as you are. Yeah, but yeah, exactly. But sadly, it doesn't happen a lot. And yeah. um, he makes me feel most loved yeah, when I'm bald. So he loves that version of me. That is so interesting that you kind of had that like people already knew because mm. I think a lot of people that have chronic illnesses or autoimmune diseases because alopecia is yes, autoimmune so isn't it yeah. I know I kind of feel like a fraud being on here because I no you're not here, <laughs> I think it's so valuable everything that you're saying and I think that that must be so tough for people that don't no one knows mm. immediately and then just having to like expose a part of you yeah which can be really hard I mean I, I, I moved overseas when I was for a year when I was after high school. So there was, I did do some reveals there. But I think because I'd already had such a positive experience with it, you know, like I was modeling, I was doing all these cool things that I always felt, I feel like people mimic how you react. So if you put a happy spin on it and you smile, that's what you get back. Whereas you start being teary and sad, that's what you get back. Like people really mimic what you do so whenever I told people I was like yeah I've got no hair on it's really cool I don't have to shave and like I didn't change my wigs and then people be you know stoked for me and it is like it is interesting and if you can be positive about it it can be like you know I'm alive and I'm healthy and I'm well and I do I get to wear cool different wigs and I don't have to shave like yeah I think my version of it even though it's the most extreme is kind of almost easier than having patches and having all your hair but then having massive patches and it's sort of like you're in between yeah so I think you know, I've kind of ended up with the best case scenario for me. God, I'd hate it if I had the just a full head, but then you still had, you know, leg yeah, you still hair had and to fatty deal hair. With that. I had to deal like. with that. Yeah, that would suck. <laughs> um, so it's worked best case for me. So yeah, I definitely had a couple of reveals, but I always put that spin on it, and that's what I would get back. Yeah, and it's making it not a big deal because maybe it's not a big deal. That when you have to reveal this to people, like yeah. whatever, it doesn't matter. Yeah, we are who we are, and people have to yeah. expect you. And if they're not going to accept you for everything they are, then fuck them, right? So let's talk about wigs. Yeah. Because I can imagine that the technology for wigs has definitely advanced from the 90s till now. (laughs) So tell us how does a wig work? You mentioned this vacuum Yeah, so my type of wig is a freedom wig and it's a vacuum wig, which means that they take a 3D scan of your head 
back in the day they used to use plaster casts. So they put okay. a cast of your head and then like pull it off your head and then make the mold of your head from that. Whereas yeah. now it's really fancy. They've got this like little thing they draw around your head with this pencil and a little dot and they put this little scanning around wow. it and they can print like a 3D mold of your head. That's so cool. Yeah, and then there's a silicone base that gets like applied to it and they all hand sew their hair in. So when you put on the wig, it's kind of like a sucker cup you push up against the wall. Yeah. You know when you push the air out and yeah. it sucks? Yeah. And if you push your finger under and let the air out yeah. it falls off exactly the same oh, wow. so when I put it on it pushes all the air out and then you can like you know I'm, I'm no one can see this but I'm like tugging my hair really yeah. hard and it yeah. doesn't come off and then if you put your um, finger under it, it releases the air and it comes off so I can swim in it I can skydive I can uh, roller coaster and it's not going to come off yeah. walk along windy wellington and it's fine and they you can get if you've if you're Asian you have Asian hair you can have Indian hair you can have all different right. type European hair you is it choose. donated here that um, they use? No, they buy. Well, people donate. People do donate here, but then they, because they sell the wigs, they don't want to. You know, they're making a profit, yeah. so they will either pay you for your hair, or you can say, "Can you donate the money to this charity?" Yeah. So they're doing kind of two good things, and it's yeah. actually really important because because of the extension industry and the wig industry with you know like celebrities wear wi- people without yeah. hair loss wear wigs now. They um and they charge a lot for theirs for what it is you know like it's yep. not a three D sculpted hand. yeah um and they have a lot of buying power whereas Freedom Wigs you know are trying to keep the cut they're still you know they are yeah pricey. how much how much is a wig they can start from two and then go a lot further up depending on the length of hair yeah um, but for what you're getting mm-hmm. it could be worth so much more but they know that people couldn't afford that yeah so they keep it um the prices down so they get they lose their buying power and they don't actually have enough hair for the amount of people who need permanent hair who need permanent wigs um at the moment and you can't reuse the hair once it's already been into a wig and it has to be virgin hair so never dyed never treated oh yeah so i can't donate my hair no then. no um so it's really it's really tough but yeah so they're a new zealand company they're based in dunedin mm-hmm. um the the Murray, who originally started it, he sold it on to um, another family, and their daughter has alopecia, the same as me. Yeah. So, and she works in the company, so they a hundred percent understand it. Yeah. Um, from all aspects, um, and are really great people and amazing, and they send it all out. They have agents all around the world, and they send them all out there. Like it's incredible what they do, and it's yeah. based in Little New Zealand. That's, so that's my type of wig. But yeah, other types that people wear are like lace front human hair wigs um but they're not sort of custom made exactly for you and yep. don't stay on like yeah. mine mine's kind of the what do you call I don't the know, cream like, de la cream yeah <laughs> cream de la cream of, of wigs and they're amazing it's pretty much the only type that I wear but I did just buy a, a lace front wig that's pink to wear to the Excellent. palace party <laughs> which I've never worn before and it's weird because they're like itchy you can yeah. feel it whereas it's like I don't it feels like a second skin I don't feel yep. it on it's hot yeah because it's silicone but I'm used to wearing it now. So, yeah, it's hot in summer, it gets sweaty. But then it's warm in winter. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, it's lace front lace wigs. I'm just like, oh, I can feel them. And you have yeah. to glue them down. Oh, and, wow. Oh, so, it's going to be a ride. I'm doing that on Friday. So, that's going to be interesting. <laughs> now, this is a random question that I just mm. thought of. Will you get a grey wig? Will you ever go grey, do you uh, think? I, I talk about this all the time. I'm like, how no, I'm not paying for grey hair. <laughs> Uh, I'm definitely going grey yeah, at the moment. Yeah, I know. Well, I always laugh because you know how hair like looks young. Like yeah. I reckon I will be like walking on the street when I'm older and I have like this like kind of longer hair that looks really healthy and young, and then I'll turn around and be all this like wrinkly face. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my god, ah. this eighty year old. Yeah, because it does. You know, like hair does age. Yeah. Uh, I think I'd probably go like I've got a blonde wig and it suits me. I'd probably just go like lighter. Yeah. 
and shorter. I don't know. Most like some people never go grand waist either here, but how handy that I won't have to dye it and get the grays. Yeah. And my hair will look like young and it will be <laughs> the beautiful young hair. Yeah. I know. No, nah, I'm definitely not getting gray hair. Do you, how do, how what is the wig care process like? Do you wash your hair? How yeah, often? I know I just washed it last night. So, so um, I wash it. You can get away. It doesn't get oil from yeah. the scalp. My fringe gets oily just from touching my forehead, mm-hmm. but I don't get oil. So a bit of dry shampoo, like I can push it out to two weeks. Yeah. Easy. I tend to wash once a week. Mm-hmm. I just wash it on my head. I put it on the stand. I've got a stand. I. Um, brush it so it's straight and it just dries overnight so I pick it up in the morning and it's done like it's yeah. really easy yeah I hate blow drying and doing my own hair because yeah. I'm obviously <laughs> never had to do it much yeah. so I often sometimes will you know treat myself to blow waves because I can take my wig off put it on the stand and you don't ruin the curls and it will hold the blow yeah. wave all week so yeah. it's quite handy yeah it's another positive <laughs> yeah it is another positive so yeah and, and I've got a few so I sort of tend to do them all and just have them sitting there ready to go in New Zealand, is there any funding that you can apply for to get a wig if you're diagnosed with alopecia? Yes, you can. I I could be slightly wrong on the details because it's so long between doing it. I think it's like a it's like a thousand dollars every. I think it's almost ten years. Like it's okay. ridiculous. Yeah, it doesn't go anywhere near it. It's bullshit basically yeah yeah that's not young, even a wig yeah. is it and when you're younger i think it's yearly or two yearly because you're growing and they know you grow out of it but yeah, yeah. once you're 18 wow. yeah it doesn't even cover like a good high quality wig um and and you know i have permanent hair loss and it's it's for, for me i'm confident not having it but i still wouldn't not like to have the option like yeah. it's a prosthetic for you know people and it yeah. doesn't get viewed in that way um yeah it's it's and it's not covered with insurance or anything like that either oh no nah. Wow. Yeah. Why not? I don't know. It's, uh, yeah, and it probably needs to be petitioned. God, maybe I should do this. <laughs> um, I just think it's one of those things. It's like people are like, oh, you're not sick. And like people boohoo it a lot. Well, not here at That's So Chronic. Yeah. We are all for our alopecia friends. Yeah. Yeah, it's bullshit. It's really yeah. sad. So you also have your eyebrows yeah. tattooed on. Yes, I do. I read on your blog that you weren't necessarily like, looking to do that no you didn't mind not having eyebrows well I always wore a fringe I'm like a fringe suits me and a fringe sort of covered it and I was shit at drawing them on so I never did it myself unless makeup artist did it yeah and then when I when the tattoos sort of first came around I never wanted to do it because it just looked like a big sharpie eyebrow like they just were so they had no strokes yeah they weren't that great so now it was when microblading came in where they do the tiny little strokes I was like "Mm, maybe I'd want to do it and the company approached me and said we'll give you some free eyebrows yeah I was like sure why not and I think as well when I was modeling like that was part of the whole look yeah because makeup artists could draw it on and they could change and then they could not yeah whereas um so it was when I was much older not doing that anymore and I got them and I'm so stoked I did like I love having them now it's so funny Jay's like oh you're so much more expressive in your face now like (laughs) grumpy eyebrows happy eyebrows like raised eyebrows you know I'd never thought of that yeah of course yeah like when I'm bald he's like oh there's a lot more going on yeah Um, we can tell how you're feeling yeah Um, and I really, yeah, I really enjoyed having them now. Um, and then I got some wigs that didn't have fringes because I, I didn't really like the look without eyebrows. Mm-hmm. So that's why I did always have fringes, even yep. though they suited me. Yeah, that's sort of reason why I did. Um, but yeah, I'm so glad I did now. And they look so natural and they're really amazing. And they're, yeah, very clever how they do it. They're like, yeah. they're artists. Was the process quite long to get to the final product? Yeah, um, they kind of drew on some, like we they drew just like not permanent ones with the shape and they're like mm-hmm. wear them around for a couple of days oh, and great, get, like yeah. you know like make sure you like the size of them and yeah. all that sort of thing and that's what I mean they're so clever because 
you she's starting with nothing it's yeah. not like you've got eyebrows you're going over and you're just yeah. tweaking the shape like she's literally starting with a blank canvas and any pictures of what my eyebrows looked like I was five so yeah <laughs> it's not like <laughs> yeah you know, it's not like I lost my hair later in life and you go okay well I mimic those eyebrows yeah. so um god knows what my real ones would look like imagine if my hair grew back and they're like in completely different yeah. places <laughs> just um, like above yeah eyebrows <laughs> I'm sure they would have but <laughs> um and so then you did that and then I think it was you did the original time where they put them in and then they heal. And then I think you had like two two more top-ups. So they sort of went in. And then now I go back maybe like every year to two years, depending yep. how much they fade, just as a top-up. I just had a top-up recently mm-hmm. just with the colour. But yeah, it was really easy. And I'm so glad I did it. I'm glad I waited till there's microblading. And if there's anyone yes. out there who's nervous, like it's one of the best things. So when I was researching mm-hmm. this interview, I realised that I don't even know why we have here like I know nothing about it and so I've taken the initiative and I've googled for us all (laughs) so apparently hair helps regulate your body temperature Mm -hmm. so when it's cold outside tiny muscles surrounding the hair follicle they make the hair stand up and it traps heat towards the body and that is goosebumps shit yeah there you go you've learned so yeah I, I didn't know that that was the actual thing behind that yeah okay. and that nostril hairs and eyelashes yes, help keep dirt out of the body dirt dust so swimming in the sea i hate going under like coming up out of the yeah. sea like your eyebrows and your eyelashes catch all the salt in the water right so my eyes get so stingy yeah because i was gonna say like do you have to do anything differently because yeah. you don't have hair and sweat as well so when i go to the gym without my wig i wear a hat um yep. just because because the sweat from your forehead it like, drips into your eyes and it stings yeah. like oh, a bit yeah. so yeah like you don't realize um and then dust i like all year round i wear sunglasses when i'm outside because i get so much stuff in my eye even with sunglasses it always gets my eye and i've always got stuff in there it bloody hurts um so there's things like that that are a pain Mm -hmm. and yeah then obviously hair on your hair keeps you warm so like in um luckily my wig is warmer but in summer it's really hot but if i if i'm bored in winter that's why i don't tend to go bored as much in winter because it's free yeah but yeah there, there are there are handle, handy things for it I guess I definitely notice it with my eye, eyelashes and eyebrows mm-hmm. with getting sore eyes and bits and bobs in it yeah um yeah nostril hair good yeah. times you know if I have a good look out there there's nothing in there yeah wow. I, I must have the hairs don't you have the hairs in your ears that's how you hear oh I don't know because then it's when they isn't that when they fall over and you get T- tinnitus or tinnitus or oh. whatever it is? you know after like if you go to like a big rave and you're by yeah. the and you're here you get it yeah yeah, I don't know. I oh. may have, maybe I'm pulling that out of random We're gonna air, have to but Google I thought this. that was a thing. <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> so if people follow you on Instagram, mm. you do mention that there are a lot of positives yeah. of not having hair. But if people aren't following you and would like to know, maybe they've just been diagnosed with alopecia yeah. and they want some of the positives, oh. could you share a couple with us? Look, it's God. It's so, the thing I've learned for, with um, meeting so many more people with this later in life is that everyone's, how it comes out and everyone is so different. Like people get like mine and lose all their hair. But I realise I'm actually quite rare. Like once I lost my hair, never has nada come back or even hinted at coming back. Whereas people who have alopecia universalist, they'll suddenly get their eyelashes back oh. or then they'll come out and then they'll get a bit of an eyebrow or they have, they, most people tend to have a lot more like fluctuation, yeah. which I'm not. Like I've never yeah. really met other people who've just had it just fully just stay gone yeah. for the amount of time I have. But they do say early onset, it's yeah way less mm-hmm. likely to ever sort of come back. Um, so everyone is so different. So you just have no idea where it's going to lead you and it is such 
a journey. Yeah. There are layers and layers and layers of acceptance and what makes you feel comfortable. And it surprises you. It still surprises me now, even when, you know, how many, you know, I've had it most of my life. Yeah. Gosh, it's coming up 30 years I've had it in yeah, a couple wow. of years' time. 30 years. Wow. I hadn't thought about it like that. Um, that even now, 30 years into it, there are still things I'm like, wow, I feel more comfortable doing this than I did two years ago. Yeah. Sounds like um, it's a journey yeah, to Yeah, and I kind of thought I was already there, which is wild. Yeah. I, I think it also comes with age. Like, you just get older and you stop caring about yep. certain things. <laughs> I've just noticed it so much more in my 30s. Just, like, I'm hooting about so many things now. <laughs> but, yeah, it's just to be kind to yourself. I think, yeah – don't hide it like I did if you're at school, if you're in, in school listening to this. I think the the best thing I've done with other people is like I've gone and spoken at schools and thrown the positives out there and um, faced it head on and it helps people humanize it and realize that it's not scary and not yeah. this thing that they don't know about and they can catch it or maybe we haven't them too. Yeah. Um, same thing in the – like I just think being honest – with everything in life is the best thing, right? And I think yeah. when you feel comfortable and you're in a safe space too, is to tell people about it because then they can support you through it and understand. Otherwise, people kind of don't quite know what could be setting you off or making you feel yeah. yeah uncomfortable about it. And learning to – I know it's really easier said than done, but to, yeah, love the, the face looking back in the mirror yeah. without the wig on, without – the thing that you're using to mask it and there's no shame mm-hmm. in wanting to wear wigs because sometimes yeah like i you know like i think i'm beautiful without a wig and with it yeah. and I, but like you know wearing hair is fun and it is pretty and i like to curl it and i like to have long hair or that i like to have short and i like to have colors yeah but um and that's okay too so there's no shame in you know yeah hiding it yeah but um but you also need to love the person without that too yeah and that can be a you know take a long time a lot of self-love, self-talking to the mirror, but it definitely works and definitely yeah. helps. I know, I, you know, I guess it kind of was slightly easier for me having the modeling career and people literally telling you like, yeah, yeah. you're pretty, you can be in a magazine, um, whatever. You just have to learn to have that inner comfort. Yeah. And from yourself, and and that's what I think, like what I was saying with me earlier, with I was comfortable when I was modeling and having it off, but then not in my real life, I had to learn to let go of the crutch of what made me feel, yeah. be- you know, like it's not because someone else says you're pretty or because you have this other thing with baldness. It's like literally just like that inner confidence and being mm-hmm. happy with who you are. I don't know if that's helpful or not. <laughs> I think that's so helpful because people go through stages of their life where they lose their hair, whether they are diagnosed with alopecia or not. Like perhaps it's yeah. like going through chemotherapy or they're just getting older and their hair's thinning. Yeah. I think as well, like, I think maybe the advice I could say as well for people who don't have hair loss, if you see, like, I think this is the thing, is, like, you see men who are bald and, like, you don't double really look, yeah. right? It's yeah. normal. It's, it's kind of to normalise baldness in women. Like, women can shave their head. Women can have short hair. Women yeah. can be bald and it shouldn't be a big thing. Like, I got a rate, maybe it was earlier this year or last, maybe it was last year, and I was walking along my, you know, local road up the road getting getting a coffee and this guy like screeched stop on his bike and like stopped and like looked at me and I was like hi he's like oh you should try and like I don't know gave me some sort of um alternative therapy for cancer drug oh and I was like God. I don't have cancer and he's like oh oh and I was like I have alopecia and he's like oh oh and like biked off I'm like you should never stop someone in the street no and imagine if I did have cancer and I was just trying to get on my day and I like, know. And just like oh random fucking dickhead on a bike screeching to a hole and like giving you unsolicited medical advice. Like if women are bald, they can just be bald. Yeah. Um, just leave this alone. Just leave it. women walking down yeah, the street alone. Anyone. But yeah, if you see someone bald, like don't assume they have cancer. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just. 
be chill just act like normal like you don't need to make a big deal out of it yeah I think that's the thing is like usually people will make a big deal like and sometimes it's nice I'll be out at night and it's a night I decide to go boom people are like yeah I love your look that's cool and you're like on a buzz but it's more like when people stare and like yeah. drill into you about it just like say something positive if anything or just yeah. say like, you look beautiful or don't you know don't be like you look beautiful despite not having hair. You yeah, know, never no. make a big deal out of it. No, and it could be a choice. They're like we should normalize bald women. Really, yes, it's totally and, fine to be. And, and it's I a think look. It's a vibe. It guys. is a vibe. And I think your Instagram is definitely doing that. It's normalizing bald heads. So thank you for sharing and being so generous and open with what you share online. Thank you. I just I'm just sharing me, and that's just part of me. Exactly. So, so I don't think it's been generous. I just as I said, I'm just being who I am, and you got to yeah. be. You got to own who you are. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for chatting with us today no thank you so much i'm so glad we could finally do it (laughs) i want to say a huge thank you to you for listening in from wherever you are and supporting that so chronic it truly means the world to me feel free to reach out on instagram at that so chronic If you've enjoyed this episode, you know the drill. Make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, follow on Spotify, leave a review wherever you get your podcasts, and tell everyone you know. That helps me get into more ears around the world to hopefully spread awareness. And more importantly, 